It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team it's all right, I can't complain, no, the sun's shining down on me, yeah, all right, right, when the rain Rams falls, Nation, right. what's happening, what's good, it's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. It's the Friday edition, aka the hype edition, so you know we've got LA Rams team reporter Serena Morales with us to kind of get us ready for the game on Sunday. Uh, we've got a great show for you guys today. We're going to talk about this offensive line, of course, and uh, it is the big storyline kind of coming into this game. We're going to talk about how the Rams can get the offense back on track. We're also going to kind of look at a few players uh, here with the Rams, including uh, Corey Brewer. Really cool story about him. We'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, salute to service as well this week, this month, in fact. Uh, and then we're going to talk about the Rams in primetime. So an awesome, fully packed Friday hype edition. So with that, let's just get right into it. I'm Bear Motter of Lockdown Rams. I'm joined by LA Rams team reporter Serena Morales. And this is your lead story. Serena, the big talk all week has been the offense and their lack of production. Last week was pretty rough, especially when you throw in all those injuries at the O-line. What is the belief in the building that the Rams can get their offense back on track and any indication on how they plan on doing that? I mean, I think I'll give it to Jerry Goff, who, you know, is always sort of like that slow and steady, like consistent voice from the team outside of like the coaching staff. But I think, you know, he's pretty realistic about things like obviously the O-line is the biggest story because we saw so many injuries. Um, Joseph Noboom is out for the season that happened earlier this year, but then, you know, the last game you see Rob Havenstein and Brian Allen both get hurt. And, you know, now we've, we've lost the center uh, for the rest of the year with Brian Allen. And then, you know, Rob Havenstein is, is probably not going to play this game. He says he's okay. Um, but also we keep this stuff very close to the chest. So, right. um, but yeah, I mean, now you've, you've lost three starting O linemen this season that you kind of expected. Okay. You know, after losing um, John Sullivan and Roger Saffold, you know, replacing them with Joseph Nopoob and Brian Allen and kind of, you know, sorting this O line up to protect Jerry Goff and help with the run game. You think those things are going to come to fruition. And now we've had all these injuries, which look, it happened last season. The Rams didn't have this injury, but this year we did. And so, you know, just figuring those things out, we brought someone in, you know, like Austin Corbett from the Browns um, during that crazy fiasco day of trade. Um, when we got Jalen Ramsey, I think that is obviously going to help. I mean, he just came in and, and, and played, you know, as well as he could. I believe that he just had 78 offensive snaps. Right. Um, so, I mean, you know, I think he's done a great job. Uh, you know, Andrew Whitworth obviously is, is holding it down as, as, you know, the consistent thread without this throughout this O-line. And I think if you didn't have a guy like Whitworth, maybe we would be more worried. But I think having a guy like Whitworth obviously setting that tone week after week, year after year helps, right? You know, I think Austin Blythe, and I, I say this, Austin did a good job. And, and Jared Goff said that. He did, a, he did a good job and he trusts those guys. Having Austin Blythe, having Rob Havenstein, obviously he was hurt, but having that trust in the guys that he does have, um, I think will make a big difference. And I mean, you fans who don't 
know the players up close and personal. An O lineman is very unique to, I would say, any other position because the O lineman doesn't want the credit. When right. you think about all the other positions in football, and you look about, you look at before we get over the, the next other, segment, you know, make a memory that lasts a lifetime, and let Vivid Seats app help you with your favorite live event. Enter promo code kickoff at checkout that, right? to receive like a discount up to $100. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live entertainment experiences that last a lifetime. With the Vivid Seats app, listeners can watch their favorite teams and artists perform in person while earning extra credit back on all purchases made through the Vivid Seats app via the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program. Um, the rewards the are awesome, and they range and anywhere from MVP to Hall like, of Famer. You know, Customers can earn up to 10% to 16% credit on all purchases through the app. Go to the App Store, Google Play Store, download really Vivid Seats app. Fans are automatically enrolled in the Vivid Seats Reward Loyalty Program and will enjoy credits on all of their purchases as part of the Vivid Seats Rewards. All Vivid Seats are confirmed orders and backed 100% guarantee. Again, the enter the promo code right? kickoff at and, checkout to receive that, up to a discount of $100. Vivid seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime. Back a game as a D lineman, you're, you're going into the Hall of Fame, right? right? It right. takes one mistake from an O lineman to create a Hall of Fame position on the other end of the ball. So all that to be said, um, I think that, yes, that there is a situation. You know, we don't look at this at all or we haven't talked about this at all, I would say. There's not enough um, talk about, you know, the fact that Brandon Cooks wasn't on the field due to the concussion that he experiences as the third one he's had this season. They're being cautious with him. But you lose a guy like B. Cooks, well, of course, they're going to probably double-team a guy like Cooper Cup who came off of that incredible game in London. So then, again, like we're not, we're not looking at the entire picture of the offense and to constantly have to change something because of, you know, some of the injuries, I think it makes it more difficult. Yeah, and all very good points there, as you kind of pointed out a few of those things. And and you're right with the O-lineman, you know, kind of wanting to live in the world of just let me do my job and, you know, not have to get any extra attention because when you're getting <laughs> extra attention, it's usually not for a good thing. I think that's why we always love – you know, a good lineman touchdown, like when they bring in an extra lineman and throw it to him on the one totally. or, or when a running back hands it to the lineman and says, spike the ball. Like we always, cause we're always like, Oh, look at the big man celebrate. Um, yeah. but it is pretty interesting. You don't see a lineman like, you know, pancake a block and then just get up and start flexing and pointing first down and things like that. But, um, you know, it's, it's interesting. And let me see if I got this right. So obviously kind of recapping our O line here, uh, we've got two rookies starting this week. Uh, we've got a player that came mm-hmm. to us three weeks ago. We have a former starting right guard at center, and that would really look what like Andrew Whitworth at left tackle, uh, Austin Corbett at yep. left guard, and then Austin Blythe sliding into center, and then David Edwards at right mm-hmm. guard and right tackle to complete it out. It's going to be Bobby Evans. Is that correct? Yeah, that sounds about right. As of now, that can certainly change. Um, but yeah. I think you you gave us the starting the starting group there, and again, you know, look, I and thankfully, right, you know, David Edwards has has come in and and done a, a good job as well without having played, you know, this season prior to him getting called up. I mean, I mean you really can't. The situation is as it is, but Jerry Goff even said it. It's hard to be consistent in this league. Why? Because injuries happen. Things change. One game 
a week, you know, there's a lot of pressure on that one game to like get a win and you see how hard it is to get a win. We've, the games that the Rams have lost have been pretty close for the most part. Um, you, if you again, and I've, I've said this to you on other podcasts before, Bear, but you think about that Seahawks game. Yeah. The Seahawks could be in a completely different situation if you go back three weeks, right? Uh, you know, that though it was on a kick. I mean, the other game was, it was also a, a close game that we lost. And I mean, the outliers, the Buccaneers game, but you could really, this, this narrative could be completely different. And we could have the same injuries, obviously, but. But yeah, right now there's probably going to be some changes and movements with the O-line. I mean, there's still this is their hard day of practice Thursday, and then they'll have walkthroughs on Friday, so things can change. But as of right now, we are talking Thursday at 3.35 Pacific time. Yeah. That's the plan. But I, I would say that, that that is a loose plan because things are going to come to fruition when it comes to – Sorry, we have a, uh, our office managers coming in here. Kate Koss is coming in last Hi, week. Hi, Kate. How are you? Does. When I do this podcast. Hi. <laughs> um, I like to borrow her office when I do this podcast every week, and she was the loudest laugh in all of the universe. Um, you might hear her on the field, even though the <laughs> field is you know, a loud place to be. You might hear her laugh. Um, anyway, but, yeah, so that, I think there's going to be some changes with the O-line overall because you know, they've got two more walkthroughs after today. They're going to have Friday and, and Saturday before the game. So things might change. But that looks like the the best possibility yeah. right now. Well, I mean, the couple really quick notes before we move over to the next segment is really just, you know, one, hopefully a week of practice together. You know, obviously in that game, we saw a couple injuries and we were shifting things around during the game. And it's tough to kind of just be like, oh, hey, by the way, you're now going to play uh, center and you're going to go over here. So hopefully a week right. of preparation, understanding your role uh, will bring some better results. And I heard a great interview with JB Long. Uh, I think it was David Edwards. And he also had Andrew Whitworth on his yep. podcast in the last couple of days. And they both talked about, you know, building that continuity. And also they believe in just getting better every day and the cross training that they did over the, over the off season, uh, they think is an advantage to them. So hopefully some of that starts to kind of show through. And you mentioned, uh, obviously, Brandon Cook's out, and the offense starts to change a little bit, and the defense kind of changes. Goff has has to hold the ball a little bit longer in his hand. So a lot of things play into this, but hopefully uh, we'll see some more success on Sunday. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit more about another O-lineman uh, that just got promoted up to the active roster. Uh, we're also going to look at kind of the primetime games and a couple other things as we move along here on the Friday edition. Lockdown Rams, Serena Morales, Bear Motter, right after this. Before we get over to the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about one of our awesome partners, Blue Chew. You guys know all about them. Blue Chew gives you that extra performance in the bedroom, whether you can perform or not. It's here to boost your performance. And looking at our last game in Pittsburgh, we left our Blue Chew at home, okay? Let's just face it right there. We got to figure out our shipping method to the Rams. There are a few guys on the team that had a great performance. Those guys being Aaron Donald, Clay Matthews, Dante Fowler, just to name a few on that defense that played great. But guys, share the blue chew. Give it to the rest of your team. We need to give it to that offensive line because they definitely need to stiffen up. But the best thing about Blue Chew is you can take it anytime, day or night, full stomach, empty stomach, a bunch of Gatorade, whatever it is. And the other great thing about Blue Chew is it is prescribed online and shipped directly to your door. So Coach McVeigh, you don't need to go to the pharmacy or the doctor's office and pick up 53 Blue Chews. Just have it delivered to the house or the Coliseum. We're going to need it this weekend versus the Bears. And the great thing is, for our Locked On listeners only, you get an awesome deal. You get to try it for free. All you have to do is go to Blue Chew. 
Chew.com. That is B-L-U-E, like the color blue, Chew.com. Enter the promo code LOCKEDON and get your trial for free. Blue Chew is better, faster, and cheaper than any other option, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. Also sponsoring the podcast and potentially sponsoring your wallet is mybookie.ag. Game-winning touchdowns on a two-minute drive, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing like the NFL, and there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to throw a little cash down on them. So do the smart thing. Go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. MyBookie.ag is the best in the business. Whether you like betting on fantasy players, they got you covered there. Do you like parlays, betting a little bit, winning a lot? If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. No matter how you bet on the NFL season, this is the best time of the year. My favorite is betting in-game, live, during the action. Let's say the Rams are down 10 at half. You think they're going to come back and win. You can bet, hedge your bet, however you want to do it. But you can bet during the action. I love that part of this with my bookie. Join now and MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. That's promo code LOCKEDON. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. It's alright, right when the pain comes. It's alright, I can't complain, Lord. Your sun's shining down on me, yeah. Alright, let me, let me, let me tell you what I feel like. All right, we are back. We've got Serena Morales with us, L.A. Rams team reporter, with an occasional friend stopping by with a laugh in the background, which is always appreciated and accepted on a Friday, uh, especially as we know Serena is running around the building trying to find a quiet room to talk to us, so we always appreciate that. Um, But I want to get back to this O-line. We talked about Chandler Brewer a little bit as he was promoted to the active roster. Um, I saw a really cool article that uh, Rams staff writer Stu Jackson wrote about Chandler. Can you tell us a little bit more about this story and, and Chandler kind of coming up to the active roster? It's pretty crazy. So, yeah, last year Chandler Brewer was um, actually wrapping up his radiation treatments for non-Hodgkin lymphoma. It's just insane that when you think about chemotherapy and what you know you see time and time again, unfortunately, people have to go through um, when they're getting diagnosed with a certain type of cancer, um, when they're going through radiation, you think of something that's pretty debilitating, and then you put that in contrast with an old lineman like Chandler Brewer who comes in, who was a undrafted guy, right. makes P-Squad, and then comes now on to the active roster. I always think of, uh, oh my gosh, I'm going to blank on this because I'm a Yankee fan. Um, <laughs> who was the Yankee uh, who um, who came in? Oh my gosh, who was the longest? I'm going to have to Google this right now. We're going to do this live on the podcast. Do it. Longest um, Yankee Yankee to play, um, and he had that Yankee player. I'm going to make this terrible comparison, but there was um one like back in like the early Yankee days of like the greats, um, and I actually I want to say who was the one who filled in. Was it Yogi Berra? My father's going to be so upset at me for messing this up. I'm going to fail and, and move on. But um, I want to say it was Lou Gehrig, but uh, who filled in? Um, so Lou Gehrig, who, whose nickname was the Iron Horse, um, had come in, But I, and I might mess this up, but someone got 
sick one game, like out of random, like, and, and, and he ended up stepping up and, and never looking back. Like it, it comes into the best point on Chandler Brewer. Like you just never know. Like, right. and, and it's funny because, you know, if you think he was sick, right. And he's coming in and filling in. And so to just think of the physical, uh, difficulties that he's gone through he didn't even let it really be public knowledge until world cancer day so this was back in february um that he like publicly publicly acknowledged this and i actually give him more credit to that because you know you think about i've talked about this with a couple people you think about the all the the trauma that people go through in their private lives, right? And how difficult that is because there are days where you're going to be cranky and you're going to yeah. go through your times where you just no one knows what those personal, you know, days are like, right? And and what triggers them and all that stuff. And then you go into the more public traumas, right? You were in a car accident and you're in crutches or you have, you know, something that's more public, right? That people know because there was a story written about you or whatever. And those obviously you get a little more support if you think about it, because it's public knowledge that these guys know this. Um, And so for Chandler Brewer to kind of go through this pretty quietly, again, go back to the O-lineman sort of deal, personality traits that go with an O-lineman, they don't want the attention. I mean, wildly enough, he was able to avoid doing chemo. He still had to do radiation treatments during the season, but, um, I mean, I'll read from Stu's, uh, Stu Jackson, who writes for the Rams right now. He needed to complete 15 sessions, each lasting 30 to 45 minutes, and he would repeat the cycle two to three, three days a week oh. across six weeks based on, and this was back when he was in college, on whether Middle Tennessee State had a home or away game during that time. I mean, it was just crazy. And that was according to an article back in 2019. Um, April 2019. So, I mean, it's just crazy that, you know, I can't even imagine getting up in the morning without a cup of coffee, never mind having to do anything else. And this man is here, you know, protecting, is going to be asked to protect someone else when he's been pretty much trying to protect himself from, you know, a, a pretty deadly disease. And so, I, I I think he's a great add to the locker room. He's been such a great presence to be around um, from the little time that I've known him. But um, yeah, it's really exciting to see that he's coming, getting called up when you know he's gone through his own his own personal struggles for you know a significant amount of time. I can't imagine balancing being a professional athlete, never mind an O lineman, right? Uh, after going through uh, what he's gone through. No, pretty incredible stuff. I mean, we see it in our day-to-day lives, the people that are dealing with it, and give them as much as credit as anybody. And then, again, like to understand the the physical amount that he goes through as a football player. And we saw uh, James Conner of Pittsburgh went through the same thing when he was in college. He was going to chemotherapy and then coming back and practicing. And those type of things are just mind-blowing to me and you. You talked about getting up and eating a cup of coffee in the same way. Like, And now, you know, you always think life is, is so easy and and then you kind of realize, um, you know, it's there's other people going through tougher things. And it's a really cool story to kind of really share with people because, uh, you know, he is sitting here as a survivor and which is really important uh, for people that are going through this. And and him being called up, I think I saw in the article, was roughly right around a year after he finished chemotherapy, which is almost the most beautiful anniversary uh, gift he could have gotten is getting the getting the call up to join the Rams. So pretty cool stuff there. A great addition, as you mentioned, to the locker room. And then real quick, when we get before we get over the next 
uh, segment here, I want to talk about the salute to service this month. And the Rams, I saw, are doing some pretty cool stuff uh, with their practice jerseys. I don't know if they're doing anything else, but maybe talk to us about what the Rams are doing uh, so far for salute to service. Willie Pip. Willie Pip. That's who he filled in for. There it is. <laughs> I got it. Good old Willie Pip. Good old Willie Pip. You can cut it all out. <laughs> Salute to service. Um, it's going to be a really special game day uh, for the Rams. Obviously, they're doing that. It's a, an initiative around the NFL, but uh, for salute to service. Also, it's just special for those that don't know, um, Wade Phillips and, and Wes Phillips. Well, Wade Phillips' son, Wes. Um, his, Wade Phillips' father and Wes's grandfather was a military uh, member. And so, like, that, you know, that, I think this is something that's special to them in addition to just the entire NFL acknowledging all of the servicemen and women that are constantly protecting our freedom. My father served in the Air Force, so this is also special for me personally. But there's going to be a ton of really special uh, moments throughout the game where we're going to be acknowledging um, different servicemen and women uh, in all, in, whether it's the uh, Army, Navy, Air Force. And so it'll be a special game. And then if you have seen on the field during practice this week the players have uh different names of jerseys that they're wearing so like eric weddle has like i think DeRosa on his jersey i can't remember some of the other guys but they each have a name of a military member and those military members i believe are going to have a chance to meet the players uh, i think uh, during one of the walkthroughs either tomorrow or saturday before the game so that will be pretty cool and um, and then during the game, there's going to be an enlistment ceremony where um, a National Guard unit is going to oh, wow. re-enlist. Um, so like there's just things like that. I saw the Steelers did it for their for their game last week. But this is stuff that, you know, that gets done during the game, maybe while there's a commercial break. But if you do come yeah. to the game, any Rams fans that are in for a Sunday night football under the lights, it'll be a really, really special game. And I'm, I'm pretty excited to, to be a part of it. All really awesome stuff, and if you guys haven't seen those jerseys, head over to uh, the Rams Instagram. Uh, they're awesome looking, by the way. The camo numbers uh, they look cool. they look really sleek, and then really the the cool part about <laughs> having uh, the person another person's last name and, and them representing them is really cool kind of. Uh, inspirational thing to kind of connect with this game in this month. So really cool stuff um, in that second segment here. What we're going to do is we're going to jump over to the third. We're going to wrap this thing up uh, with your take your pick and some predictions. We'll be right back. Serena Morales, Bear Motter, Lockdown Rams, Friday Hype Edition, right after this. Before we get over the next segment, I want to talk to you guys about one of our awesome partners here, Metro Infinity. You can find them just off the 210 in Monrovia. You got to go check it out. They are the only dealer in California that's family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They're the number one volume dealer in California from start to finish. This is a different car buying experience than you've ever had in your life. If you don't want to go down to the dealership, if you don't want to deal with the back and forth and all that mess, they will come to you. They'll bring the car and the paperwork to your office, to your home, to the local grocery store. It doesn't matter where you want to meet. They will help you out. They will make this an experience that you want that is good for you at the end of the day. But if you do want to go down, you want to see the cars, you want to test drive them, they've got a new multi-million dollar facility that you got to check out. Amazing selection of new and used cars. So if you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new or used car, give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. They have over 50 pre-owned Infinities. 
You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or MetroInfinity.com. Tell them Bears sent you from Lockdown Rams. You get a $500 discount right away. Metro Infinity, 821 East Central Avenue, Monrovia, California, just off the 210 in Monrovia. One stop in there to say hello to my friend Billy Adams, and you will never shop for a car anywhere else, I promise. Metro Infinity, a proud sponsor of Lockdown Rams. It's alright, I can't complain, no. The sun's shining down on me, yeah. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trailblazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we are back third and final segment. Last segment of the week before the game on Sunday night. Under the lights, it's going to be a good one. We've got the Chicago Bears and the Rams uh, facing off. It wasn't the game we kind of all thought was going to be happening in the preseason or in the offseason when the schedule came out, but still, both these teams uh, with a fighting chance in the quote-unquote in-the-hunt section running and trying to make it to the playoffs. Um, but we're going to start this segment with a the classic take your pick. So we're going to do a little couple. We're going to do some offense. We're going to throw some special teams in there. And then it's almost going to be like a choose-your-own-adventure for the last one, uh, those old-school books. So uh, we'll start with which is higher, take your pick, Jared Goff completions or points allowed by our defense. Just to give you some background on this, Jared Goff is averaging 23 completions per game, and the Rams are allowing, on average, 21 points per game. So higher completions for Jared Goff or points allowed for the defense? Uh, You know what? I'm going to give it to Jared. Just, um, you know, obviously there's going to be – this is a defense versus defense game, and we've obviously talked in depth about – some of the struggles that the offense is dealing with this season, as far as injuries are concerned and, and changing in personnel. But I want to say that with that said, Jared was very, uh, took a lot of ownership. Um, when I heard him speak to the media this week and he said, the first thing he said to be better, I have to make more completions. I wrote that quote down. He's got to be on time. He's got to get the ball into guys hands. He's got to get rid of the ball quicker and I think, you know, there is uh, urgency with this team. You know, they, they know how to win. It's not like they haven't been in these positions before. And they want to prove that, like, yo, we're still, we're still a name. We're still the Rams, the Rams that you've known throughout the past, you know, X amount of years under Sean McVay and, and Wade Phillips. And I think with that urgency, Jared is going gonna, is gonna to want to do what, he, what Jared knows how to do. And, and that's, you know, throw and make accurate passes and, you know, I think there's going to be some 
some changes obviously made and adjustments based on, on what, who we have available. But that being said, I, I do want to give Jared the nod here because I do, I've seen him handle himself really well. Uh, there's still, you know, it's not, you know, we're not jumping for joy around, you know, these parts, obviously, like we were maybe last year when we're eight and no, but I still think that there is a, we got this, you know, and yeah. they're really trying to stay as positive as possible and, and focused as possible. And so, yeah, I'm going to give this to Jared, more completions for Jared. I like it. I'm doubling down because it was almost a trick question because three of the last four games, the Rams have given up under 20 points. I'm with you. I think Jared Goff has got to, you know, and I love what you said there about the ownership because uh, we heard that after his first year, he sat at the podium and said, I will do better. He came back and he was better. And he almost said almost close to the same quote as he sat there at the podium and said, I got to do better and I will do better. Um, you know, we gave him all the money in the world and I think he understands that. And you talked about the accountability that he's been holding. Uh, he's a competitive guy. Sean McVay wants to switch some things up. I think we're going to need the offense to win this game because it's going to be such a defensive battle. I think our defense, uh, stays strong in this and Jared Goff will complete 25 passes or more, I think, which I, I think that will also be, uh, under what the defense gives up. So I'll double down. I'm with you on Jared Goff getting more completions. Uh, this next one. Johnny Hecker. This one goes back to this has a, a golf twist in it. Uh, we did the completion, so we'll work in some touchdowns here. But Johnny Hecker punts landing inside the twenty, or touchdown passes thrown by Jared Goff. Now, before I say that, uh, in the last three games, Johnny Hecker has six punts landing inside the twenty, and in the last three games, Jared Goff has four touchdowns. So just a little backdoor information there. But Johnny Hecker punts inside the twenty, or Jared Goff touchdown passes. I am going to give, I mean, hmm, that's a good question. You guys always stump me on these. <laughs> I, I want to, I mean, I'll give it to Johnny. We, you know, he's the guy you love to see, but you never want to see him. But I will not ignore that, you know, who we're facing and the bears are a great defense. And, and so, I mean, Johnny is also one of the most consistent top punters in the NFL like ever so if he can get it in the 20 then yeah that's that and he knows that he also has to step up I mean just you know hearing the constant you know repetition of of Sean McVay say you know we've got to show up on all three phases the defense knows that they need to be better uh the offense knows that they need to be better and special teams need to be better and so you know if you put it that way I'm not going to give Jared you know, Jared doesn't have to throw in order for us to score points, right? Like, that's not necessarily the importance here. I think we just need to figure out how to win a game. And so I'm going to give it to Johnny. Johnny Hacker with more uh, punts in the 20. <laughs> you are navigating these very well today, I will say, because I'm setting them up in, in a way that I can try to trick you because I agree totally with you because, like you said, we don't need Jared Goff to throw touchdown passes to score and I kind of see this. We've had these red zone trips kind of coming. I think it's going to be one of the guys punching in for a touchdown, whether that's, you know, Malcolm Brown or Todd Gurley or even Henderson. Mm -hmm. I think that it may come on the ground. This is a stingy Bears defense, and it may end up being just a Greg Zerline, you know, kick it through show as well. But uh, I'm with you. I think there will be plenty of punts in this game, and there's going to be some field position that needs to be played. So Johnny Hecker's going to have a big yeah. role. I also go and double down here. I think it's punts landing inside the 20, but that's not 
not a knock at Jared Goff. I think it's really uh, our offense is going to find right. different ways to get the football in the end zone. So uh, with that, we'll move on to our last one. And I said, this is like the old school kind of choose your own adventure. So if the Rams win, uh, you have a post-game <laughs> interview on the field. So we will start with you kind of choosing your own adventure <laughs> here. Uh, let's say the Rams win. Is it an offensive or a defensive player that you talk to after the game? Okay, this is funny. Well, I I will I'll take a defensive player only because both Eric Weddle and Nikel have both promised me, and I put an air quotes promised me um, a pick six, so they both are due for me. So I'm, <laughs> they're both on defense. <laughs> okay, so that kind of that kind of jumps, and I love it because this would have been like uh, D fill in the blank here because I said okay, I was gonna then yeah. pick names, so I was gonna say Clay Matthews, Jalen Ramsey, or Corey Littleton. Who would you maybe talk to, kind of picking that MVP after the game? But it sounds like you have a fill in the blank. Well, you know what? I'm also gonna give Nickel because we have X amount of games left in the Coliseum, and dude played at USC, nice. and so. You got to expect Robert Woods, Clay Matthews, or Nikhil Roby to do something big before you know we say goodbye to the Coliseum and head over to the new stadium in Inglewood before the end of the season. So I would give it to one of those guys, and because Nikhil almost had that interception uh, against the Steelers and was very upset about, he was like, "Oh, I'm so close!" Freedom. I was like, "But you didn't." Do that. <laughs> so he too. So I'm gonna. Well, I got to. So, I got to give you a credit. Or, or yeah, I got to give you credit because you called that defensive touchdown uh, on our last take your pick. And so hopefully we're going to continue that momentum here. You get another one. And how cool would that be if Robert Woods kind of put up like five catches, 125 yards and a touchdown and NRC had a pick six and you got to sit there and have both uh, the have former, both of them. yeah, both right. the Trojan guys up there talking and kind of, you know, talking to the crowd there would be really cool. Uh, we'll finish this as we always do with predictions, thoughts on this game, score, how it's going to play out on Sunday night. You know, I always, I always end up picking in the twenties, right? <laughs> um, I don't know if it's going to be that high this time. Um, but I also think that the Rams, you know, they're going to figure out ways to score and they're not going to take anything lightly and they're going to be as aggressive as possible. And again, you know, Sean McVay says that the Rams offense is trying to still figure out its identity this season. And so um, I'm, I, I, I think the Rams are focused. They're playing under the lights. You know, I, I think back to the Vikings game last year where, you know, the Rams were kind of in it and, and, and were winning games and under the lights, you know, Jared had, you know, a perfect passer rating game and he was perfect. And he set, I believe, a couple records or tied a couple records. I think he threw five touchdowns in that game. And so, you know, we're back in the Coliseum after being gone for 35 days mm. under the lights. There's going to be two back-to-back, you know, night games with, with on Sunday and then the week after that against a really tough Ravens uh, team on Monday night football. So I'm going to give I'm going to give the offense a little more. All that said, I still haven't given you a final score. <laughs> uh, I want to go 20, 20, 20 to, to 14. Hey, 20 there, to 14. There it is. It's not far off from what I've got. I've been bouncing back all week. Okay. I kind of stole my brother's pick early in the week, and he said 17-13 Rams, and that's kind of where I'm living. Okay. I wouldn't be... 
I wouldn't yeah. be against a 20 to 13 score either. I, I'm scared to touch the 20s, though. I was all the way up in the 30s for a long time. I came down to the sure. 20s last week. We didn't get there. I think I just need to kind of bring it down until we start to kind of go back up as a team. But I think 17-13, uh, Rams win, tough defense, maybe a uh, Todd Gurley rushing touchdown and uh, a couple Johnny yeah. Hecker uh, punts inside the 20 and, and getting some good field position and kicking some field goals. But this should be a fun one. You talked about that. Uh, game Jared Goff had probably one of the best performances we've seen from Jared Goff under the lights there just to let you know the Rams are five and two in primetime with Sean McVay and Jared Goff together that's during the regular season so these guys play pretty well under primetime hopefully as you mentioned we've got back-to-back games uh, under primetime at home so uh, Rams Nation if you're out there listening in the Southern California area let's make it out to Coliseum say hello to Serena Morales go give her a follow at Serena on Twitter at Morales Morales on Instagram she's always posting up awesome some stuff on game day uh but with that serena we appreciate it so much we look forward to talking to you again hopefully next week as we have another win under the belt and we look for that monday night game have fun on sunday and we'll talk to you again next week thank you Brad. appreciate you having me on with that said rams nation you know what it is until next time ranch on the record ready for that blessing going him on a record get the holy ghost to go and put his hands on a record you know he's on fire nba jam for the record sending praises higher this is who i am for the record when the rain fall it's all right right when the pain come it's all right i can't complain no the sun shining down on Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fantasy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fantasy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.